0: Welcome to the Niche Podcast, your weekly rundown on the biotech, pharma, clinical research, and life science industries. I'm your host, Dr. Noah Goodson. This week, critical intellectual property move by Biden-Harris, Pfizer goes for full approval, SPAC 1, SPAC 2, Regeneron drops big numbers, and an IPO gets punted. The Biden-Harris administration has signaled they may be willing to break patent laws surrounding the COVID-19 vaccines. The announcement came through Catherine Tai, the United States trade representative. In a statement released May 5th, the representative spoke on behalf of the administration, indicating they are interested in waiving intellectual property rights surrounding the COVID-19 vaccinations. They further stated their willingness to continue, and I quote, working with the private sector and all possible partners to expand vaccine manufacturing and distribution. It should be no surprise that the move met significant praise and opposition. Proponents believe that providing the most vaccine access to the most people, particularly technology subsidized by the American people, is of the highest good. Plus, everyone can agree the sooner a global pandemic is over, the better. There are, however, significant criticisms. At the most basic level, vaccine manufacturing, especially mRNA vaccine manufacturing, is incredibly complex and very few facilities in the world have the capacity to execute at the required standards. Furthermore, a significant source in delays currently is the lack of raw materials. It's not clear how breaking patent laws will enable meaningful increases in the speed of vaccine distribution, and it may introduce more challenges, like fake or poorly manufactured vaccines. The most obvious objection is that U.S. intellectual property laws are one of the largest drivers of capital investment and innovation. The government choosing to break those laws, regardless of the reason, should be of significant concern to industries far beyond biotech and pharmaceuticals. The Biden-Harris administration has demonstrated a considerable ability to make deals, so it's possible they may form a lucrative enough agreement that the companies willfully choose to release their intellectual property. This would avoid the sticky waters where the government forces a company to release IP. It's also possible that this is virtue signaling meant to generate a multi-year negotiation that effectively lasts until it's no longer a fiscally meaningful conversation. If a deal cannot be brokered, lawsuits will occur, and any case of this magnitude would rapidly progress to the Supreme Court. At the same time the United States has signaled willingness to upend patent protections for their vaccine, Pfizer slash BioNTech has submitted a Biologics License Application, BLA, for their COVID-19 vaccine to the FDA for individuals 16 and older. Originally approved under emergency use authorization, continued data has robustly supported the safety and efficacy of their vaccine, including robust efficacy against new variants. As one of the 170 million Americans to benefit from this vaccine, I may be biased, but I suspect full FDA approval will be quick in coming. Of additional importance, they're also seeking to add 12 to 15-year-olds under emergency use authorization. Developing a new product in the biopharma space is incredibly challenging. There are design barriers, capital to raise, and regulatory hurdles. The Scope Method provides consultative solutions to navigate industry-specific challenges. We've helped companies pivot into new therapeutic spaces, designed and run decentralized clinical trials, and empowered CEOs with the tools that turn their data into stories that raise capital. Find out more at thescopemethod.com. Royvan has remained one of the most valuable, privately owned biotechnology companies on earth. From 2014 to 2018, they raised over $1.9 billion. This week, they announced they're going public through a SPAC, valuing the firm at $7.3 billion. After raising an estimated $611 million through the process, they'll have a robust $2.3 billion in cash on hand. Royvant has been built around a primary company with subsidiaries in multiple directions, each interacting through the central hub. This model has allowed them to acquire major tools like Silicon Therapeutics and Vant AI Protein Degradation Tracker, and then integrate these tools to identify and develop novel small molecule therapeutics. They've also utilized this model to buy, develop, and sell off some subsidiaries, as well as send others public through their own SPACs. While small compared to the big pharma companies, they've been really successful over the last seven years. It'll be interesting to see how having a public parent company impacts their trajectory going forward. SPACs had been slowing down, but Science 37 has piled in this week with the announcement that they are also going public through a SPAC. The deal values the Decentralized Clinical Trials Company at just north of $1 billion and positions them with a positive balance sheet of $250 million. Science 37 has been developing and distributing a centralized platform for managing decentralized and hybrid clinical trials. Just this year, they signed major deals with PPD and Cineos Health, leading CROs. Now, they look to capitalize on a changing clinical research market and become a major technological force in the space. This cash will certainly be used to push forward their business development as well as technological pipelines. However, if the space continues on its current M&A trajectory, I give them 18 months before they're acquired. Regeneron posted significant increases in Q1 of 2021. They reported a 38% increase in total revenue to $2.53 billion year-over-year. This pairs with a 78% increase in GAAP net income and an EPS increase of 50%. So what's driving the success? Several key products saw robust market advancement, including a 48% increase in sales of the monoclonal antibody Dupixent partnership with Sanofi and a moderate increase in the age-related macular degeneration product, ILEA. I don't think this growth will slow down anytime soon. First of all, the PD-1 inhibitor, Libteo, also Sanofi Partnership, is starting to rack up approvals. Second, their COVID-19 prevention slash treatment therapy is seeing very promising results and just received authorization in India this week. All told, I'd expect significantly increased sales from multiple Regeneron products well into 2022. (music) Gyroscope Therapeutics has chosen to punt on an IPO. The clinical stage gene therapy company hit this feed at the end of March for raising $148 million Series C. A consistent trend across the industry recently has been Series C, then IPO within 90 days. Gyroscope was on track to do just this, but they decided not to go forward. The statement said, in light of market conditions. This could be regarding global markets, but remember there are also something like 20 plus companies creating gene therapies for AMD, so it could also relate to their specific target market. We could speculate all day about the market or internal data-driven reasons for this pivot. The truth is, we don't know. But, Will definitely watch for other companies that bail on IPOs because of the market. With more than a hundred million dollars in the bank, Gyroscope has time to reposition or go public at a later date. Thanks for joining me on the Niche Podcast, your weekly summary of the top news in the biotech, clinical trials, and life science industries. You can learn more at thenichepod.com or find us on your favorite podcast app. Like comment, subscribe, and most of all share with your friends. If you like what you hear, please rate and review. It really helps us. Once again, I'm Dr. Noah Goodson, and I'll see you next week.